Amen. Well, listen, today's a special day. As you know, it is the 4th of July, and we are celebrating our freedom here in our country. And I just want to tell you, you know, today we have a special guest with us, and he's going to be sharing his testimony. And every one of us have a testimony. All of us have a story. And your story is, is powerful. Your story is important, and God uses that. And today I'm, I'm excited for you to hear someone else's story, someone that has sacrificed a lot for the freedoms that you and I get to really enjoy. And so right now, Vibrant, I'd like you to stand to your feet and help me welcome and honor Sergeant Dan DeVay. Good morning, Vibrant Church. I'm so excited to be here. Whether you're in campus or online, welcome. Um, a little bit about myself. I wanted to introduce my family first. So here, I'd like to introduce you to my beautiful wife, Kristen. She's been a very big blessing in my life. We have two beautiful daughters, Bailey and Piper, and our youngest one right now is Caleb. But just wait, there's one more coming in August, so we're really blessed. Thank you, thank you. He's not gonna be doing the speech today. I'm gonna be doing most of the talking. <laughs> um, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm just a guy that when God asks who's gonna talk to our military community about Jesus, I raise my hand. My passion is for our military family and our veterans. And today we're gonna be talking about the cost of freedom. And what better way to do that than to share my own story. So we're gonna talk about the cost of freedom. We're also gonna talk a lot about mental health. I feel like that's very important in our military community. And then also, we all went through a COVID, right? So I feel like that's, very, that's a very good scenario to talk, start talking about mental health and being open with that. And when I first got out of the military, one of the thoughts that I had was, shouldn't it be obvious what it costs to be free? I struggled with that question, but I read a book where the, the author of the book said, well, we don't realize the cost of freedom because our military community does a, such a great job at fighting for us and protecting us that we really don't realize what it truly costs. So for me, where I'd like to start off is why I joined the military. Let's start back in high school. In high school, I wasn't really a great student. I really enjoyed adventure. I really enjoyed everything but going to school. So I was on my way out of a school, but not in a good way. Um, but I met an angel that God sent to me. Her name was Mrs. Ford. I'll never forget her. And one of the things that she said to me that really resonated in my heart was, every rose blooms at different times. So for me, that really just gave me a lot of hope, that there was still hope for me, that there was still a way out of the life that I was living. And the way that I expressed that gratitude was through, through joining the Marine Corps back in 2001. So again, I liked adventure, so one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to be in the front lines, I wanted to fight, and if you ask my parents, when I was a little kid, I used to carry a rifle around. I used to play soldier, although I joined the Marine Corps, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so I ended up joining the Marine Corps, and one of the things that one of my friends started to do before I went into the Marine Corps is he was against it. He wanted me to do something else, maybe go to college. So he showed me a movie. Has anyone seen Saving Private Ryan here? Yeah. Yes. So he showed me that movie in trying to get me out of the Marine Corps. But what it really did for me was it inspired me to join the Marine Corps. And I really enjoyed the guys in there fighting for each other, fighting for their country, and giving their lives to something bigger. So I ended up joining the Marine Corps. I did my boot camp, and when I was on the way back, 
we were on the airplane and they told us that we have to board everybody off because there's an le electrical issue going on. So we all boarded off and then when I got out of the, the, out of the airport, I saw 9-11, right? Most of us remember when, when, where we were when 9-11 happened. For me, it was on the way back to inf infantry training and I really thought, wow, this is gonna get real. Like there's gonna be a fight waiting for us and everything that I wanted as a kid might happen. And to that point, I still didn't know what that really meant. I didn't know what it was gonna cost me and my family. So we did a couple deployments, we did a couple combat tours, and the one that I'd like to talk about today is the Battle of Fallujah. There we were in the front lines ready to invade. As Marines, we were really excited because this is gonna be a mark that we made in history. We, we talk about some of the historical battles like in Vietnam, World War II, and this is really where we were gonna left our, leave our mark. And I've done a lot of work over the years uh, going through therapy and seen a lot of different therapists. And one of the things that they ask you is, what is the moment that really stuck out to you the most? And you get the heart behind that. They're really trying to find out what was the most traumatic moment and let's try to get them move past that. And I told them, well, it's, it's everything. Every single moment that happened was a battle. We were going door to door, we were fighting, and we were losing a lot of guys. So if I really had to pick one moment, I'd like to tell you the story about Joshua today. And Joshua was somebody that I met during combat. And that really, he really gave me a lot of hope. So after a long day, after a long battle and a lot of different firefights, we would be up on the roof and I would just listen to him. He would tell me stories about back home. He had just had a kid while he was deployed. He was gonna propose to his girlfriend when he got back. And one day he was just abruptly taken away from us and that really just started the process of driving me into darkness. And that's the first cost of freedom that I wanna talk about today. And that's the cost of freedom to our families. If you're not familiar with Gold Star Families, a Gold Star Family is somebody who has lost a family member during combat. And my family and I had the honor of this year going to the Memorial Day ceremony. And we had a Gold Star mom talking about the different moments and what resonated with her and how she lost her son. And one of the things that she said was that every day is my Memorial Day. And that really resonated with me because every day is my Memorial Day as well. And I always thought what that meant to Gold Star families. When we came out of combat, I didn't have the courage to talk to Joshua's mom because I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna face her because I thought there could have been different things that I could have done. I could have done more, I could have done this differently in order to save him. And I wanted to also give you some practical items where we know the cost of freedom. We know that our veterans and our military struggle with PTSD, TBI, which can really lead to an inability to work and do everyday things such as finances or take care of themselves. And we also know that veterans and service members are 60% more likely to face a separation or a divorce. And that's really important for me as a father because the most important thing for a child as they're develop developing is a family unit. So just imagine the brokenness that causes to our kids and to our, to our military community. And if your spouse here of a veteran or a military member, or if you're online watching, I wanna thank you because it really costs you a lot as well. It costs a lot to, and it actually takes a very special person to be a spouse of a military member. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, God, God sends us wisdom and angels in every other form. All I have to do is to look at my wife and know that he sent a lot of wisdom to me. We also know that we lose 22 veterans a day because of suicide. And for me, when I got out of the military, it seemed like everything that a military member faces, I faced. Struggle after struggle I faced. I didn't have somebody walking next to me that would ask me how I'm doing. And for me, I also went from combat to civilian within a couple weeks. And although I came back, my body was in the United States, but my mind and my soul were back in Fallujah still trying to process everything that happened. Every bad thing that happened, every mistake that we made, it just kept churning around in my mind that I didn't have time to do things like enjoy barbecues or enjoy the 4th of July. We know that for some of our military members, 4th of July is really hard because of fireworks triggers things, right? So instead of facing what I had gone through, I got caught up in what the world wants to offer. So looking a certain way, having a certain amount of money, or being a certain way, right? People would ask me how I'm doing, I'd say, good. I'm doing good, right? But inside I was hurting. I didn't have that person that would really ask me and challenge me to really understand how I'm doing. And by the way, has anybody really asked you how you're doing recently? Do you have somebody in your corner that can ask you how you're doing? One of the questions that my wife asked me the other day as I was struggling with something, she's like, how's your... How's your heart doing? So how is your heart doing today? I hope that you have somebody in your corner, and if you don't, you have all these people in your corner as well. In my personal cost of freedom, I struggled a lot with anxiety, depression. I had a lot of nightmares, which caused me to go through a lot of different things, such as bankruptcy, I went through a divorce, I lost a lot of time with my kids that I could enjoy while they were younger. And I also lost myself. Some of you that are serving or recently have gotten out, you'll get this, right? As you're transitioning out of the military, you kind of feel alien to all these different things. You just went through a very big thing, through a very abnormal situation, and you kind of try to find where you fit in. And that's really hard for somebody from the military to be able to fit in civilian life. And for me, I got to a place where I didn't feel like I deserved love, where I, where, I didn't des- where, I des- where I thought I didn't deserve hope, where the shame and the hurt really drove me into darkness. And this is a very big word, but I feel like it's important to talk about. It drove me to thinking about suicide. And if you're thinking about that today, I wanna tell you that we have a good God, that there's no shame and that there's no hurt that God can't redeem. Who here knows a good God? Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't, just ask somebody around you. Ask them about their good God. He is good. And for me, I didn't think he could save that. I didn't think he could redeem any of what we just went through. But he was good to me. And God used a hurt from my past to reach me. So I was in a place where I was secluded. I didn't want to talk to people. And in one of the exchanges with my ex-wife, she was given, uh, we were exchanging kids, and all it took was about 30 seconds. She's like, what about this church down the road? It's pretty progressive. You don't have to kneel, stand, kneel. You don't have to do all that. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's that's good, but I don't really wanna go and deal with people. 
And then she's like, well, you don't even have to go. You can just watch it online. And that's all it took to, to plant a seed, just the tiniest seed of hope. I started battling with God for the, for the remaining of the year. I didn't want to show him pieces of, of me that was inside my heart that I wanted him to see because I thought it was too bad. I thought it was too ugly. I thought it was too dirty. So every day he would come to me and would say, just open up your heart to me, son. And I thought that was too ugly for him. So I kept pushing him away. And for a whole year, I battled that. And actually, I have a picture up here that's going to come up. I was doing a lot of work through the VA. And it wasn't working. And I just actually talked to somebody about this. And I told my therapist, well, what about, what about God? And this was as I was going to our church. And he's like, well, it's just a whole bunch of people telling you what to do. So I, I left. I had a choice. It's like, well, I really want to explore that. So I kept going to church, and I did a lot of battling with God. This is one of the places where I would go in the morning just to find peace. And I would go during the fall season where there was a lot of fog. I would go as the sun was rising, and the sun would rise all the fog every day that I would go in there. And really, for me, that's the way that, was, that God was talking to me. It was a beautiful analogy that every day I would go to him with this heaviness, and he would start lifting it up. And by the way, it was, as I was writing this speech, I just put this together. The name of this park is called Independence Grove. This is really where I started finding a lot of my freedom. Yes, amen. And as I was going through my journey with God, I had this thought as I was praying. My whole life after the military was me digging a grave. So I had this thought where I was digging my grave and I had Jesus come over and he's like, Come, let me show you something. And he pointed me to the cross and he said, you of all people should know what it costs to be free. You of all people should know what it means to lay someone's life down for another. And I was like, yes, Jesus, I do. I do know what that means. And he's like, you don't have to do that grave because I already defeated that grave. Come and be free, my son. Hi, very attentive. And I, at that point, I did something that's really hard for Marines to do. And I just, I surrendered. I'm like, God, have my life, have my hurt, have my pain. Yes, and God was good. He has redeemed a lot. Can't imagine my life without God now. I still have a lot of questions for him. One of the questions that I had was, why me? Why did you save me? Why not Joshua? He had a family. He had just had a kid. He was gonna propose to his wife, and at the time I was single, so I would have gladly given my life. And if you're here and you have a similar question, or if you're online, I don't know the answer. And I don't know if I'll find the answer this side of heaven, so I started asking different questions. And the question that I'm asking now is, what can I do now so at the end of my life, when I look back, I can say that I lived a life worthy of that freedom, of that price that was paid for me? Kind of like in the movie Saving Private Ryan, for those who, who have seen it at the end, you have uh, the old Matt Damon, and he's sitting at the grave, and he looks at his wife. Was, am I a worthy man? Like, did I live a good life? I like to think that I have. And in my journey, I also found this book written by Dr. Vanderkolk. It's uh, The Body Keeps the Score, and it's really about how our bodies deal with trauma. 
It can be military trauma, it can be sexual abuse, it can be any time a trauma such as a car accident. One of the things that I really found interesting was a study that he did during the Vietnam era. And he studied PTSD rates or shell shock back at the time between US soldiers and Vietnamese soldiers. And he found that of those that were diagnosed, the PTSD rates for US soldiers were about three times higher than those of the Vietnamese soldiers. And this is really personal to me because I didn't have it when I got out. Like I said, I didn't have that person that would ask me how I'm doing. The biggest difference, he said, was community. He said that the Vietnamese culture had a culture of holding the entire burden of the war, of walking alongside their veterans and sharing the cost of freedom and sharing what that really meant to them. And I know in the Bible they talk about if you have a gift of cooking, you bring them a good meal. If you have the gift of physical exercise or physical fitness, whatever gift they would have, they would bring over to our veterans and to our mil- into their veterans in their military community. I didn't have that, but I think we have a really good opportunity here at Vibrant Church to be part of a community. To really have somebody by your side that says, how are you doing? And for you to be vulnerable enough to really tell that person how you're doing. And it's hard, I I get it. It's hard to be vulnerable, but in the end, it's gonna be worth it, I promise you. I like to say that healing is easy, but maybe it's just me, it's not. It's really been a journey, but it really helps to have really good people around you. And as you're enjoying the 4th of July today, if you haven't received permission to enjoy the 4th of July, as somebody who has fought for that freedom as well, I wanna give you the freedom and the permission to enjoy the 4th of July to enjoy your families, to enjoy the barbecues, to enjoy the cookouts, but also remember that there's a price to be paid for that freedom. Also want you to remember too that somebody has paid the price for your spiritual freedom. So if if you're watching online or if you're here and you're from the military community and you think that you're shaming your hurt is too much, I wanna tell you that God is good. Yes. Well, Vibrant Church, thank you so much. I hope that this blesses our military community. I know that the issues that we struggle with are not unique to us. So if you're not in the military community, I hope that this message has brought you a little bit of hope and healing, and I pray that you enjoy today. Let me pray for you. Father God, I wanna thank you for this space. I wanna thank you for our new friends. I also wanna thank you for our military community, our spouses, those who fight for our freedom every day for the things that we don't see and the things that they do. God, we also pray that you do whatever you have to do to reach somebody right now that that is contemplating ending their life. They feel like their hurt is too much. God, we pray against the name of suicide. As Jesus, we pray that you would reach them. God, we pray for a small opening in somebody's heart today. They would find a way, even if it's something that they experienced, to reach them, Lord, and you pull them out of that grave. Father God, we thank you that you're good. And I pray that our day would be blessed. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you. Amen. Come on, church. Yes, let's thank and honor Dan.
Amen. I'm so thankful for Dan and so many others that have sacrificed so much for our freedoms. Amen. You know, as I heard his testimony, what really stood out to me is that in order for many of us to experience freedom, someone else like Dan had to sacrifice. You know, the realization is this, is that freedom, it's not free. Freedom is never free. Have you ever received something for free? We like free, don't we? I love free. When someone says free, my ears perk up, I'm ready. The thing I didn't need, all of a sudden I feel like I do, because it's free. We like it. But in order for you to have the opportunity to experience freedom, someone else has to pay. Yesterday I was with some friends and we were talking about taking our kids to the zoo and my kids love the zoo, man. They love everything from lions to groundhogs. If it's an animal, they love it. We were talking about the Memphis Zoo and the San Diego Zoo, but the zoo that I love so much, taking my kids to, is the St. Louis Zoo. Why? Because the admission is free. And I got a lot of kids, you know what I'm saying. But someone had to pay for it, right? Taxpayers had to pay for it so I could experience freedom. When I hit that sale and it's, you know, buy one, get one free. I love free, but the cost of the free one was marked up in the first one I bought too. Someone had to pay for it. See, even though we like free, someone had to pay, someone had to sacrifice. There's some of you in here right now that in your life, you need some freedom. Maybe it's freedom from an addiction that you're struggling with. Maybe it's freedom from a generational curse that, that has a hold on your life. Maybe you're wanting freedom from a sin that you're struggling with. You're, you're fast to anger, you're quick to gossip. You're saying, God, I need freedom tell you this, this is so special. In Galatians 5 verse 13 it says this, you my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free. You were called to be free. You were designed to be free. You were made to be free. But in order for you to be free, someone had to pay for it. Someone had to sacrifice. Think about a friend of mine, he he had come home one night with his wife and kids, and when they came in the door, they saw their pet was there really sick, not doing well, and of course his kids were crying, and his wife and him kind of frantically got their pet together and were trying to get out the door to get to the vet. But my friend, he looked at his wife, and he said, how much? <laughs> what he was referring to is, how much money are we willing to spend on this animal to save it? And what's interesting, it was about five years ago, my son Miles, he was in Illinois with my wife Kristen and he got really sick and was hospitalized for a few days. But when they're on their way to the hospital, when she was upset and frantic about all of that, when she called me, I never even thought to ask the question, how much? That question never crossed my mind. Why? 
because it didn't matter. My son was so much more important to me than any pet. And I would have done anything to make sure he was whole and healthy. And today, some of you need to be made whole. You're broken, you feel broken, you're, you're here, and you know you need to be made whole. You need to be healthy. You need to experience the freedom that God has created you for. You were made to be free, but in order for you to get to that freedom, you have to go back to the one who made you. The fact is that you have a heavenly father that's not asking the question, how much? That's never crossed his mind. He was willing to pay it all, to sacrifice it all, to give his one and only son, that whoever believes they're not gonna die, but they'll have eternal life. They'll have eternal freedom in Christ. You know, Paul says in Galatians 5.1, he says this, I love it. He says, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You were made to be free. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, maybe you're in this room right now. Say, Mike, I do feel burdened. I feel broken. And I want to experience this freedom that you're talking about. Let me tell you, I'm not saying that if you give your life to Jesus, everything's gonna be rainbows and butterflies. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is in the, the midst of your chaos, you can have hope. God has a plan for you. He created you. And he made you with the intent for you to be free. So today, maybe you're saying, look, Mike, I want to make a fresh start with God. I want to have a relationship with him. I want to be made new. If that's you today, say, Mike, yeah, just pray for me. No one's looking around. I would love the opportunity to pray with you today. Just raise your hand and say, yeah, Mike, I want to make a fresh start. I see your hands. I see your hands. God, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. God, I know that freedom isn't free. I'm so thankful for your sacrifice. God, give me a fresh start and a new beginning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate that today.